0: 20 recap conversation with two of the most wonderful individuals that I met through that platform. Um, we were all in the same uh, priority area track, global citizenship, the best one, if I'm giving my unbiased opinion. Uh, and I am going to turn it over to Issa and Willie to introduce themselves. We're going to go in alphabetical order, and we're going to start with Issa.
1: Thank you, Andy. Um, but I think that is totally biased because it was the best, the best, the best priority area. So my name is Isabella Batistella Espindola and I was representing Brazil during the 2020 Y20. And I am a scientist. Actually, I finished my PhD in human geography. And I work with international relations and environmental issues here in Brazil.
2: Awesome! Thank you, Willie.
3: Sure, hi, It's awesome to speak with you again. And yes, I am Willy Sepulveda. I uh, I was a Mexican delegate for the Y20 uh, at uh, past year in 2020. And I am an actuarial scientist and a current philosophy uh, student that uh, works on the payment industry, uh, focused on fintechs.
0: Awesome. So the first question I'm going to ask is actually about what made you apply for the Y20 and specifically um, what called you to the priority area of global citizenship? Um, kind of given like our professional backgrounds, our personal backgrounds and things of that nature. So now we're going to go in the reverse. (laughs) We're going to start with Willie. What called you to, um, apply for the Y20 and what about global citizenship really drew you to that priority area outside of your, um, co-delegates being assigned to the other two priority areas?
3: Sure. Uh, well, uh, actually, uh, uh, the Y-20 and, and G-20 uh, engagement groups are somehow pretty well known in in Mexico. And it was, uh, at least for me, as a big opportunity to represent Mexico in the world. Uh, uh, we know that there are many uh, specific areas regarding industries, regarding some uh, educational uh, areas. But I saw that that was a general uh, uh, door in order to enter to, um, to represent the country and, you know, to speak on behalf of, in this case, of the, of the Mexican youth. Uh, I was focused on global citizenship and I was super interested in the very beginning uh, in the educational section, as well as on the multiculturalism, given that uh, Mexico is a super uh, diverse country. And I am a big big believer that the education will be the proper path in order to make things better.:
0: Thank you, Willie. Um, Issa, same question. What you know, drew you to applying for Y20 and to the global citizenship track in general?
1: Um, I would agree with really, because it is a really good opportunity to contribute, especially as I am from the international relations field, from the international relations area. So this kind of engagement is really important for us. And it's a place that we can speak, it's a place that we can heard, be, actually be heard. And when we, we are discussing with the other delegates, the other Brazilian delegates, okay, so consider our personal uh, and our back, backgrounds, what should like the area should we apply to? um consider my backgrounds, especially related to the environmental field, we agreed that it was better for me to be in the global citizenship area, so I would be making more contribution to to the discussion and to the policy making process.
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense to me, too, when I um think about your background, especially when it comes to environmental studies. I know that um, having conversations with you when it came to just kind of the laws and the policies that have been enacted uh, internationally, having your take on that was super important and helpful for me because I'm not as well versed in environmental issues. And similarly, having discussions with Willie surrounding multiculturalism and the importance of education, it just provided a background and um, a different position than I myself, coming from the US, um, has. And I'm always down for hearing different positions and learning from my peers. So, our first question was about. You know, how we got to Y20, how we applied for it, how we got into a priority area um, and what drew us there. Our second question is looking at post-summit. So as we you know went through the summit, whew, it was a time. It was a roller coaster and it was a time. So post-summit, what are some of the policy suggestions that surprised you? Like what pushback did you see coming? Um, and as al Fuzaig is specifically focused on um, educating surrounding the MENA region or the SWANA region, um, whichever acronym you prefer for North Africa and the Middle East, um, did Saudi, who is one of the Y20 delegates, uh, the UAE, who was, um, I think we invited them, like they didn't necessarily have an, have a vote, but they were able to voice their opinion. Um, Or Turkey, uh, did they behave in a way that you expected? And Willie, I'm actually going to start with you again, because I know you have feelings about Turkey um, and the way that those delegates conducted themselves. So passing it over to you, Willie.
3: Uh, I I might say that I wonder why you think that, but you are accurate indeed. <laughs> so the reality, yes, yes, definitely. There there were many learnings. Uh, you know, by at the end of the day, it is it was our first and perhaps our our only uh, opportunity as as Y20 delegates. So we we were all learning in in the past. Uh, so so when when I look back. Uh, and see all the all the policies that we were uh, pushing and to see the the how is the world doing just a few months after i you know surprisingly i, I found uh, a high relevance specifically on the points regarding to the to the inter- internet uh, uh, speech and freedom uh, of what is uh, spoken in, in in the network, because uh, what we placed was regarding that okay we want to to place on voices, and we want to avoid highly concentrated ownership, but and, uh, and on the other hand we also want to to avoid uh, uh, the hate speech, and also uh, we do want to enhance the freedom of expression. Uh, I believe that that. There is not any any more context needed that, than what has happened actively during the past days. And, and for me, that was something super relevant. And I feel very proud that we were able to position that, that uh, policy suggestion, given that that it uh, has a big relevance to, to identify how our freedom doesn't become a hate speech and can inflict into some others' freedom.
2: Yeah, I
0: agree. And we've had conversations surrounding uh, speech um, and what freedom actually um, is versus how people have been perceiving it. And I think we, I think I'll actually go there next, but first I do want to hear from Issa um, what some of her post-summit reflections are. Um, So Issa, I'm going to pass it over to you.
1: Thank you, Wendy. Looking back for everything that we passed with the the Y20, I think that one of the things that most most uh, surprised me were related to the inclusion of the LGBTQ the minorities I would say inclusion in the policies. As far as I remember, and as far as we discussed it, it was the first time that we have something in the the communiqué. That was expressing about that, and I didn't see it coming at all. And I think that it, it is a victory for us, especially uh, with all the work that we had in the background, like the Latin America delegations. We did like an amazing job working together to try to pass all these different policies that will that was representing our youth, our Latin American youth, but we know that the other countries, most of the countries, were concerned with the same issues. And concerning about the Saudi the, and the Turkish delegations, I didn't expect the how Turkish they behave, how the Turkish delegation behave during the summit, but I I really don't know why they did it. It wasn't what I what I was expecting in this kind of summit. I wouldn't do that in terms of diplomacy. And in relation to the Saudi delegation, I think that they did like an amazing job. And they it was my first time getting to, to work with Saudi people and I had a really good experience with them.
2: I agree on both of those points, and if I'm being honest, I thought Willie was definitely going to say more
0: about the uh Turkish delegation and spill some of that tea <laughs> but um but I agree um I have never worked with any of these groups in a diplomatic sense, and to your point earlier, this is something that we're all very much new to and um kind of dipping our toes into in terms of uh Pursuing this intern a path on in like this international sphere. Um I I think that this Y20 summit was different, not only because of COVID and the fact that it was online, and I would like to point out it took us 12 minutes for any mention of COVID to happen. I'm actually very proud of that. Um, but because uh, you know, the the engagement that we had prior to the summit, was apparently just something that is not normally done. And so a lot of the relationships that I formed, especially with you and Willie, all of these things happened before we even sat down as like formal delegates in the online virtual conference. Um, So do you think that having that space to kind of meet and connect beforehand uh helped you just like form relationships and help to maybe and like it make you think about some of the unknown biases or anything like that that you had going into this kind of um summit with different groups and I'll start with Issa uh
1: I think that last year it was really different because yes because of the conv- the covid pandemic because it was online but i see that all the time that we had for the discussion it was necessary and it was also fruitful fruitful for our discussions and we got the opportunity to know the other delegations better we had time to meet with the others i know that we meet online but it was good so we can learn for, like your background you got to know your history and we got to learn everything that the other delegations they were fighting for in in the last year summit but i don't know how this year edition is going to be i don't know how italy is going to to do the summit but i wish that they take into consideration that we need more time to discuss all the topics that they were aiming to put in the communique and Looking back, I really wish that the Brazil delegation started sooner <laughs> in the discussion because we are one of the last delegations to join the the group, and we rushed. We really rushed to to meet all the other delegations. And once again, really thank you for meeting with us and joining with the the delegation, and Andy for putting together the Brazil and the USA delegation to work together.
0: Of course, it was wonderful. Um, I'm like thinking back to our introduction to Y20. Oh, it was so rocky. Like because of the time zones, each of the US delegates is in a different time zone. Uh, Whereas Willie was blessed (laughs) to have everybody in one time zone. So we had to, uh, which I'm like a little bit jealous of, because I think, Issa, you saw the pictures of them getting together for dinner. And like, I'm like, I'm not, I can't even see Lauren. Like, she's literally um, on another island, uh. which time zones were so difficult for the U.S. and for us planning anything. So it was wonderful to meet with all of the delegations that we did get to meet with, basic mostly because those time constraints that we had um honestly i think outside of the japanese delegation i don't know that they were reflected in a lot of other places with like i think lauren is in japan is like not a day but almost a day ahead of us um so there's that but uh but i am going to pass it over to willie and try to talk less and listen more so willie the same question um, the Y20 platform and the pre-meetings that we had, you know, how did those help you um, as we were going into the meeting, and how did they kind of help you address some of the maybe biases that you didn't know you had when engaging with different groups?
3: Well, I believe that this pandemic definitely made us ask ourselves anything and everything about uh, about our everyday uh, actions and, uh, you know, if we, if pandemic uh, didn't happen, uh, you know, w- wasn't happening, then we would have uh, three meetings uh, uh, all around the world prior to the, the the Y20 and we would be together like four or five days having an awesome integration and then, the, then we would have one or two days of rough uh, negotiation. And that's about it, which is something positive. But the thing is that, uh, despite the difficulties that represented, yes, the time zones, uh, difference, and uh, and the fact itself that everyone were were as isolated, we found something super uh, helpful. That was indeed uh, getting to know each other on a more. Uh, Yes, with a diplomatic way, but also a more relaxed way, a more a honest way. At the end of the day, we are all youth, and and having that time allowed us to 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 build better the relationship that will make us be as a team a, enough, a, strong enough in order to to build a very strong a communique. and that was something that even was was uh, recognized by the organizers. They saw that we were specific, that we were very uh, strong, we we were very consistent on on, when we, on what we proposed, and it is and it is highly related because we didn't didn't start negotiating some days before or positioning our ideas just one time. It was a con a constant uh, flow of ideas, and every delegation had the opportunity to place them. It it was just one one some meeting away. Uh, for for having that and uh, and every delegation uh, went as far as they uh, as they wish so definitely i believe that that the italian uh, host country this year will will take those lessons learned in order to keep building this this relationship to make it even uh, stronger the the y twenty arm and the engagement group for for the g20 and for us to be considered each time with more relevance to the to the G twenty itself.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. Um and Willie, I have to I have to commend your diplomatic language um with the use of uh the strong and you know the specific communique because my immediate thought is
2: <laughs> we had three pages <laughs> that we could not um One moment. I have noise in my background. Can you guys hear the noise in my background? Or no? Yes. I thought I think it's done oh lord that work from home life. um <laughs> i don't even know what i was
0: saying i think i was uh just making a joke about the use of strong as opposed to long because our section of the communique um took so long for us to whittle away and get down to the requisite number of pages but, um, but, yeah, I agree with both of your points about meeting each other beforehand, and I especially echo the sentiments of um having those meetings in that time to create you know more personalized bonds as opposed to it just being us getting together to uh to meet in the virtual summit and I think that the biggest difference between like having those three meetings in person and then the summit is that if we had the summit, you know, it it kind of forces you to connect quicker than it does if you're having a summit online. Um, And I think that that was super visible with kind of the way the gears shifted once we entered the summit. Um, We kind of went from being these very relaxed individuals. Some of us went from being very relaxed. And, you know, this is what I said, I said what I said and I meant it Um, and moving on to others, uh, points that they had either helped write during the drafting process. They were now uh, opposing. And I think for me, that was the hardest thing when it came to like Saudi slash like Hamad, who worked a lot with us in the drafting stage. But when he switched from being Hamad to being the Saudi delegate. There were things that he was unable to support. Um, and so I guess my question now is: and from conversations that you've had with your other delegates, or even just your own personal experience, was this something that they saw reflected as well? Where, you know, in the drafting process, there was one opinion, more so the personal opinion, that was provided. But when it came to the actual summit, there was a switch um, to the more state representative uh, opinion that may have conflicted with what was on paper. And I'm going to start with Isa.
1: So I don't know how the other delegations work in terms of representing the their state voices but for us we could we could represent ourselves during the summit so it was not Brazil point of view it wasn't like the government the brazilian government point of view it was isabella represented the brazilian youth so one of the things that we tried to do it was to engage with the youth the brazilian youth to understand what was their needs and we tried to keep representing their voices all during the summit, not only during our background discussions that we had, but during the summit so at least for the Brazil, I say that we had the same position during all the summit and all the preparation but I agree. With you, Andy, I know that some delegations, they changed their opinions during the summit and sometimes, the how can I say it in a very diplomatic way, We I was surprised with the delegations because some of the people from the delegations had, had one point of view and the other had one point of view that it was totally different so I think that they are having some kind of issues and they didn't agree with the same topic but in terms of the Saudi delegations, I think that they were representing their state, not their own position during the summit and once again, again, I don't know how the, the Y20 works with them, like We had one relation with the Brazilian government, so I don't know what was the relation with their own government.
2: Yeah,
0: I think that's one of the things to keep in mind as we're um, talking about how the different delegates kind of acted, because much like you, I was told that I could provide Um, my personal opinion slash the opinion of the youth that I was um, able to come into contact with through surveys, through um, social media posts, and other outreach mechanisms. The sound guy is going to have such a lovely time editing out all of my background Um, noise. But I did not have to represent the U.S. government, which for me was a blessing because well, we all know why, um, but that may not have been everyone's situation and story um, for how their delegation was interacting with their government. And so, Willie, can I get your opinion on this question, please?
3: Sure, Andy. Uh, well, I, I I don't recall myself when one year ago when the when the Mexican government submitted the the Y2020 for Saudi Arabia, and I was and I was a little bit uh, in conflict. I told to myself, I do really want to represent the Mexican youth. On the other hand, I know that that the uh, that the current uh, government speech might be inflicted somehow uh, with my personal uh, opinions and with some of the of the people. So I try to find some common spaces. That uh, that are that were worth to ring on, and that's what uh, I used, for example, for an essay that I had to submit. Uh, and when I when I met my other Mexican delegates, uh, Eddie and Oscar, uh, we found ourselves uh, in a very similar situation, and we said that that it was better for for us to do really represent the the, the Mexican youth. Uh, regardless of anything, we didn't uh, want to to be attached to any official speech, and we definitely pushed some initiatives that were that were uh, in strong alignment with the government, but some others weren't, because that was the way that he, that it was, because not necessarily the youth would be always uh, aligned on that sense, and and the first entity to be a political is the youth itself you know, because we are not uh, biased on that sense. So we had an awesome opportunity to meet many groups. We found uh, some LGBT groups. We found, we were speaking with feminist groups, with uh, indigenous uh, rights uh, defenders groups, many, 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 many groups. And that's what we tried to align. Most of, of the times, practically 95% of the time, we were fully aligned. And with the, that... Uh, other five percent we were very very honest. We said, okay, which one are we gonna take? We are three people. uh, and you know the one that gets the most votes is the position that we will take officially. And we are gonna be consequent with that. So it's it's an an activity of 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 being uh, mature enough to know that okay perhaps it's not hundred percent my alignment, but it's but it will have a, a consensus from my delegation that at the same time that delegation is representing the youth of Mexico.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, One of the things you said, really, the summary of it, that I'm about to get really jumped out at me, which was the conflict between representing the youth and yourself and what the government's uh, current stances are on different policies. And I think for all of us, um, when it comes to what our respective countries are doing right now, it, it's a little difficult to go into a space. Um, well, honestly, I can't really speak. I can kind of speak for Brazil, but only because Bolsonaro said he wanted to be the Brazilian Trump, which I'm like, who dreams of that? Um, but we we look at what's happening in our politics, specifically what's happening in America right now for myself. And And I shudder to think of what things I would have had to compromise in order to um, represent the United States. Why? Why are they doing this to me? Everyone's talking. I say I'm in a meeting. They say let's have conversations. Um, It's fine. That's what post-production's for.
2: They can edit it out.
0: (laughs) But... um, but yeah, so I think like that is something really important and that was one of my questions when we got into the actual summit and we had our uh our first appearance of Turkey who I can't recall seeing them in a single meeting prior to this and they they took the stances that they took um on the climate action section of the communique as well as the language and wording that was used in vulnerable groups um, in that section of the communique. And I I had to wonder if it was because they had a much closer relationship between the delegate themselves and the state that they were representing, which is something that Issa pointed out with Saudi. Um, And so do I have a question here? I don't really think I do, but I think if I did, it would be kind of how you saw um, as we were going through the Y-20 process, how you saw other delegates kind of navigate that space between this is my personal position and this is kind of what my state wants us to say if they had to do that Um, and what advice you would give for the next set of delegates on how to navigate these trickier
3: situations,
0: and I'll start with Willie.
3: I believe that the, there is a, a big lesson learned from the organ, uh, from the organizers. And again, they did an amazing job. I was really delighted with with how they they innovated and they reinvented themselves in order to to make an uh, an awesome summit. You know, it had the biggest reach in the in the Y twenty history, which was a Huge milestone, and uh, regarding the the delegations' uh, involvement, uh, of course, uh, uh, we were thinking that uh, on any other year, the it, it is as easy uh, as having all the people in the same room. Here, it wasn't necessarily the case, and perhaps there there might been a disalignment on the priority of the of the summit. Therefore, I believe that there must be a, a a, a rule establishment in order to to make it a healthy uh, uh, you know negotiation process because otherwise we would be experiencing the uh, what happened with, with with some delegations such as the such, such as the Turkish where there was a misalignment because they they entered uh, when there was already conversations already uh, closed. So, so yes, definitely. I believe that there, there must be a uh, uh, an alignment of of how uh, which are the the rule the game rules on that sense. For uh, but I believe for the for the following delegations, is to this as it has happened in anything and everything of, of our lives during these past ten months, not give anything as granted. Uh, uh, in the sense that there is always the, the possibility to communicate more and engage more and to know more about what other people think at the end of the day we, being a, a delegate is at least for for me in a, in, a, in a personal point of view was a privilege to have a, to, to be surrounded by people that are uh, over your your average. I, I saw it as that. Uh, for me that was an opportunity to learn so the first thing that that you need to do is having the willingness to first to to hear what others have to say we found people that were super 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 um uh, talented such as you two and the end and it's, I, I i learned and i keep learning a lot from from you even if, if the if the summit already ended and uh, and that's the disposition that you need to have Afterwards, you must push yourselves and be motivated to be on that on that high stake and say, okay, now I have to provide also my my big uh, uh, knowledge or or what I uh, will bring to the table in order to to make a very fruitful fruitful conversation. So so yes, that would be like my my main recommendation.
1: Really, I do have to agree with everything that you said. Um, in terms of what happened with the Turkish delegation, I think that they were very disre- disrespectful, considering all the work that we had done during the months that we worked, and we worked really hard to get to the summit with everything almost ready. So. I wasn't expecting all the discussions that we had in the summit because I thought that we're past it, that we're over with that. But once, once again, I think that the behavior is totally related with the Turkey government. And I think that they have the nominating committee for the, the Y20, they have some relations with the Turkey government so they are really aligned with them uh although we had the situation with them i think that we had an amazing an amazing summit the saudi organization thing they were really good they made the best with the situation and as really mentioned we had one of the best summit ever, with a lot of people attending for, from all over the world. And it's good because a, a lot of the, the young people, they got the opportunity to participate in the summit. They got the opportunity to to be close to us, to see what we are doing and why we are doing, why we are discussing all the policies that we had in the community. They were for them. So it's good that they got to see our work and also to to share a little bit of the, the summit. But I wish uh, that we got the opportunity to visit Saudi. I am still dreaming of traveling all over the country to know everything that they show us during that virtual tour that they organized. That it was really good, by the way. And I... And still waiting for my present (laughs) for them to because I still I didn't receive it, but I'm waiting to eat all the goodies that they send it. And if I am going to suggest something for the next Brazilian delegation, actually for all the delegations, the next delegations, I think that the people should be open minded and be more open to to listen to the other people what their thoughts are, what their worries, and what they're fighting for. And they do have they do need a time to discuss. We like with just three days, it's impossible to discuss everything that we needed. So take our time, make make your time actually for the summit. Be be prepared, talk to the other delegations, talk to your delegation, meet your Fellows, representatives, like Beatriz, she's an amazing, and Felipe, he is one of the brightest guys that I have ever got the opportunity to work with, and I am delighted that I had the opportunity to work with them and to represent Brazil. And I wish that the other delegates had the same experience that I have, and if the like the other Brazilian, the next Brazilian delegations, I really hope that they work together with the Latin Americas delegation because we made a, <laughs> a really strong force into the summit. And I, I wish to see it like keep growing in the during the next summit.
2: <laughs> yes, I recall the Latin America block. And I have to
0: say I was like, why couldn't it just have been the Western Hemisphere as a whole? Like, the U.S. and Canada would have gladly joined, (laughs) Um, especially as one of the points was uh, on LGBTQ plus rights and their need to be included in the uh, communique, which, like Issa said, was the first time that that has happened in the 10 years that Y20 has been Y20-ing. Um, for lack of a better expression. But Issa, I totally agree. I want to visit Saudi like no one's business. It, the the presentation was so beautiful. And even though I slept through half of it and only saw the latter half, I still won the Kahoot at the end. And that's what's important here. Um, <laughs> but But it was amazing. I think for me, the best thing about doing Y20 with the Saudi, um, hosting organization or with Saudi being the host country this year was that I really got to see like the, 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 the evidence of the, um, the Middle Eastern or the Arabic, uh, hospitality that we hear about so often when we are talking about peoples who um, are of Arabic descent, or who are from the Middle East or North Africa, and like the welcoming nature that they have. And I think for me, that was something that was so, so awesome to see. So to bring it back to Saudi and the wonderful job that the host organization did, what was one thing that was just really, really awesome to see? And I will start with Willie, and then Issa, if you want, you can jump in right
3: after. A very warm wel- welcome in the way that that we were uh, uh, received, even if it was virtually. At the end of the day, I believe that something awesome happened. We realized that we were on the same boat. We were struggling with our personal lives. We were struggling with our family, with our friends, to know that they were safe, to know that we weren't able anymore to see them, that we were in, that we weren't able to have yeah, a trip, uh, uh, a basic need or anything. We were we were on that same concern, and despite of that, we were uh, uh, pushing ourselves to take out the best. I, I, as sisa said, I still recall. The, the virtual tour that they provided us, which uh, Andy, by the way, showed us that she has the brightest uh, short-term memory because she recalled every single detail of the uh, of what they showed us, uh, and they were doing it with with such effort and such enthusiasm that we say, okay, some some uh, people make you feel that you are not just a on a, on, on a lockdown on, on, and on perhaps the, the most difficult time of our generation, and that's something that I found, uh, you know, of course, led by the led by the by the um, uh, Saudi delegation, and somehow we we found it also in many other individuals and and delegates that they try to to push uh, their best version of themselves despite the difficulties. For me, that's something that that make me think that despite everything, 2020 was a very enriching moment.
1: Really, once again, I agree with you. I think that last year, it was one of our experience, not just because of the pandemic and the COVID, but we had a lot of work going on, like online, and we had meetings, we had discussions, we had lectures, everything was online. And we made time to to meet other people and to get to know other people. And the summit, for me, it was one of a lifetime experience. I wasn't expecting everything that I received. And it it was better, even better, I would say. Uh, I got to know other people. I got to listen to their stories and got to work with the Saudi delegation, with the Saudi organization team. And I think that despite all the difference that we have, all the time zones that we had to work with, we had one of the best summits ever. And I really hope that the next summit in Italy, we had like better people working together to make the most with. The situation that we face it, because we know that that the pandemic is not over yet and a lot of people are still suffering. And I, I can say here in Brazil, we are in a mess in terms of the pandemic. A lot of people are dying and we don't have support from the federal level. We still don't have a plan for the, the vaccine. And our President is still not sure what he's doing with the power that he has, so we do lack this kind of support and to see young people working to do a better to do better with the world to to fight for a better world is kind of it's really great I would say and it it gives me hope that we are at least working and fighting. To change everything that we had, and to do better,
2: that was
0: beautifully said by both of you um and I agree with all of the points that you made uh I like I'm thinking back over our time together and of the continued friendships that we have. It has and it will continue to be, like Issa said, a a once-in-a-lifetime amazing experience unless we apply and get accepted again. Um, I do have it on good authority that one of the global citizenship delegates is actually on the planning committee for the um, Italian-led Y20 conference. And for us, it's no guess who that is. That would be Anna Afrano, who was amazing to work with, love her very much, um, as she was the only Italian delegate in our stream. Um, But yeah, so they are starting to plan for that. And it's a lot to take on in the middle of a pandemic. Also with the changing nature, like we don't know how widespread the vaccine will be by the time um, the summer rolls around. Uh, We don't know if we'll be able to travel freely. There are so many what ifs that are up in the air, but to Issa's point, um, one of the things that is not up in the air is that people will continue to seek out opportunities like this one. And so long as folks are seeking out opportunities, it just reignites hope and keeps that fire burning that regardless of how many things can go wrong in five seconds, there's still something going right, which is amazing. Um, so now I'm just gonna ask you guys for, you know, what your final thoughts are on the Y20, on, um, its impact in your life, how you see yourself engaging with it going forward. I know that this past Y20 did the Global Dialogue Fellowship, as well as the 10-year reunion as a way to reach out to past delegates. Um, so yeah. That's the question. And we're gonna start with Isa and then follow up with Willie.
1: So uh I'm issuing contact with the nominating committee here in Brazil and I really hope that I can work with them at least to train to train the next delegation and to 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 talk to them about my experience and what of my thoughts are for the next meeting, for the next summit. And as far like when when I see everything that I've done during the summit, I and everything that we passed and with all that we achieved with the communique, I got to see that I am on the right track at least that I'm working as much as I can with all the strengths that I have to to change our our word, at least in terms of the environmental area that is my focus on. And uh, every time that I I feel tired and I feel sad about everything that's going, especially here in Brazil, because it's not easy to work in the environmental field when we don't have support. <laughs> but I, I see that I'm doing the right thing. And going to the White Twain Summit, it was really an experience to speak and to have my voice heard from people from all over the world. And I hope that the next people, the next delegations, they feel the same way.
3: Perhaps from my side, I'm just complementing the the beautiful experience that uh, that is uh what I was referring to. Uh, I believe at the end of the day we found that there is not a single way to 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 provide and to give back the world and the and our, you know, our our own society uh, something worth to inherit and to you know, to make things a little bit better. We found many people into the diplomatic area. We found people that had uh, that were actually high, high, very prized people because they were speaking about peace. Uh, we found people uh, with many many verticals that uh, that were trying to do things better, and that's what we take at the end of the day. We had this experience that that had to finish someday, and it finished uh, on on mid October but we are back to our own environments and say, okay, we have the privilege to learn. Now we have the responsibility to apply. And whatever it, whatever it is translated to, if it is a, on an environmental side, educational side, on the payments industry side, all and everyone else are equally valuable. As long as you try to be a, a better person, uh, and try to inspire other other people also to see that it is worth to fight in in the area that you are that you are developing. Uh, I believe that's 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 the spirit itself of the of the Y Twenty. Take the best of what is is happening outside to apply it to the people that it's next to you in the very mornings, the one that you speak to every day, and. I believe that's the right path to create, perhaps not the quickest, but definitely the most consistent and the most endurable way to, make, to have a better world.
0: Yeah, I agree with with both of you, seriously. It had to end with another sound from my background. There's no other way we could have done this. Um, but no, I agree with both of the sentiments, and, and Willie, you're... Um, the way that you string words together is also inspiring. Um, And I'm just so happy that out of all of the delegates that you guys chose to really get close to and befriend um, that I was one of the ones, one of the lucky ones who was chosen to continue to be your friend. And I'm so grateful for all of the learning that I do um, with you guys and from you guys and I'm thankful for your time and sitting down with me to just have a conversation about our experience with Y20, our experience, um, because this is al Fuzaik specifically with Saudi and uh, Turkey. Not much was said about the UAE, but I do remember their delegate. And I remember thinking that she was amazing and like spot on in a lot of the policies that she was backing. Um, and I think it surprises no one that the Turkish delegate uh, was reflective of what current Turkish policies are so with that said I am going to wrap up and you know I don't know how to sign off a podcast so I guess we can do it together Um, if you guys just want to say a quick bye we can all unmute and you know do that bye thing when you're online and we just say bye over each other
2: okay we can try
3: (laughs) it. For
2: sure bye 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 Andy, bye bye bye, and, bye, Andy, sure. bye bye yours.